0: You're listening to RTNT, Radio Totally Normal, Toronto.
1: My mental illness allows me to be more compassionate.
2: I don't let it stop me from what I have to do in life.
1: My mental health helps me relate to other people.
2: I'm not afraid of it anymore.
1: I'm at peace with my mental illness.
2: Mental illness saved my life.
1: My mental illness has helped me learn about myself.
2: It's given me a new outlook on life.
0: Hi, and welcome to Radio Totally Normal Toronto. My name is Andrew, and I'm a staff member here at Progress Place.
1: And my name is Marin, and I'm a member of Progress Place. And we wanted to welcome you to a very special World Mental Health Day episode of RTNT. Today, for the first time in our podcast history, we're going to look at the Clubhouse model.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know about Progress Place and what we do, uh, Progress Place follows what is called the Clubhouse model of psychosocial rehabilitation, which is a model that's been around for well over 50 years. And on today's episode, we'll be listening to an interview with Stephen, who's a longtime member of Progress Place, as well as our executive director, Chris and like Marin said when we were looking at what we could be focusing on for our World Mental Health Day episode it surprised us that we hadn't actually done any, anything yet on the clubhouse model and we thought you know it'd be really interesting to also get the perspective of a newer member and that's you know one of the other reasons why Maren's here with us today. Um, so Maren before, before you came to Progress Place uh, what did you know about it and like what did you know about the model?
1: Well, basically what I knew about Progress Place before joining was that it was a clubhouse. I knew that it was a place that people could connect with each other and with staff. And I also knew that there were opportunities to work within the clubhouse and opportunities for employment outside of the clubhouse. I didn't really know all that much about the clubhouse model per se, and it was really interesting to listen to the interview with Stephen and Chris the history, the theory, the practice, and really the emphasis on members not being treated as other, but as part of the clubhouse and making decisions for programming and the inclusivity that goes along with that. Sometimes, especially in more clinical settings, you can end up feeling more isolated and more separate from the humans that you're working with. And it was really refreshing and reassuring to be in such a welcoming and inclusive environment as progress Place.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so good to hear. And that, you know, as a staff member, that kind of feedback is, you know, reminds me that it's what makes it not really feel like work, that it's, you know, really just feels like a community that I also, you know, get to be a part of. But, you know, let's stop there. And maybe we can hear from Chris and Stephen. They were interviewed by our RTNT colleagues, Mark and Richard. So let's let them take it away.
1: And for those listening, make sure to stick around to the end of the episode because we will be sharing important information about Progress Place, like how to become a member or a partner. Here's Richard and Mark.
3: Hi, my name is Mark. I'm a member of Progress Place.
4: And uh, my name is Richard. I'm a staff of Progress Place. We're both a part of RTNT, Radio Totally Normal Toronto. Um, and we'll be interviewing uh, Chris Havlbrosek, who is the Executive Director of Progress Place, and uh, Stephen, who is a member of Progress Place. Uh, thank you for coming to the interview. Uh, can you tell me a bit about the clubhouse model, its history, and how it came to be?
5: Well, thank you for having us. Um, so I, I'm Chris, and and to describe a clubhouse, I would say that it's as described as a mental health community center that dedicates um, its goals and missions to improving the lives of people living with mental illness. And there's great success in keeping members out of hospital and offering opportunities for recovery. And the, the uniqueness about a clubhouse is that teamwork is used, teamwork between members and staff in workplace environments both in-house and paid em- and paid employment placements, along with community partners. And members can access continuum a continuum of supports from case management to recreation, health and wellness. And at the center of the clubhouse programming is something called a work order day. Uh, this mirrors a typical work day. And members and staff work in partnership to ensure that all aspects of the organization from reporting statistics to funders for interviewing staff, preparing meals uh, to even doing the podcast and all of those functions help to ensure that confidence is built and people start their journey of recovery.
3: Right. Thank you. Um, how did both of you come to be involved in Progress Place? So, uh, my name is
2: Stephen, I'm a member of Progress Place, and this goes back to 2001, when I came out of the hospital after being diagnosed bipolar. I was, found out about the place by chance, uh, I literally banged it to uh, uh, somebody that worked there, and uh, he had mentioned it, I lived in the area, walked passed it for six months until one day i just walked in the door and i have been sold on the place ever since i've been a member for 17 years now and i am always connected to progress place i need it and i love it so i i heard about the clubhouse
5: It was just actually becoming a clubhouse. Um, This was back in 1984 and I heard about the uniqueness of the model and decided to apply and the rest is really history. I've been able to be a part of this amazing journey as we transitioned from a social recreation center to a clubhouse um, in the 80s. I think I'll start by explaining the history of the clubhouse. So it originated in New York city back in the late forties. And it was a, a few people that had been hospitalized and were, were, were discharged and started meeting and realized they needed somewhere to go, something to do. And they formed a group called WANA. We are not alone. And soon after, they engaged an individual named Norma, and she, she came on board. She, she had been someone that they had worked with from the hospital, and they started to form the clubhouse. She engaged um, a building and staff to start running the clubhouse, and that's how the model started eventually it it definitely built up traction and Fountain House started to do training and so Brenda Singer the founder of Progress Place had visited Fountain House back in either the late 70s or early 80s and saw how unique it was in terms of recovery and you know how members were treated as equal partners in the work that was being done and had vowed at that time to ensure that she returned to Canada and start a clubhouse at some point in her career and that happened when she joined Progress Place and brought the model and you know together the members and staff decided to move forward and essentially the clubhouse
3: evolved. All right thank you. Um, why is it important that clubhouse members are called members and not for example clients or patients? Well
2: I don't mind taking that one on. Uh, when you're in a hospital you're a patient or a client and uh, Uh, As a mental patient, oftentimes your rights have been taken from you. Once we leave the hospital, uh, it's it's amazing how many things might uh, trigger that feeling of being confined in a hospital. When I came to Progress Place and found out I was just a member, I felt uh, like I was uh, a member of a team it's uh, different. There's a certain amount of ownership that comes with uh, membership. It's, it's I say ownership, but it, it's more that uh, you're trying to build a community. And at the same time, you're very unaware done right, like me, that you're actually doing things that are good for you, mating people are working out how to do things uh, that we need to get done. And uh, through that work with both staff and members, um, you start interacting with people, which often we've
3: uh, stopped doing. All right. Um, at Progress Place and in clubhouses, uh, we often talk about the voluntary nature and member choice. Uh, why is it important for members' recovery that their involvement is voluntary, and for members to have choice in their participation?
0: Uh,
2: everybody's individual um, that has just any illness. We're talking about individual people with uh, very different, um, <laughs> very different symptoms that. Really only the person knows exactly. So the the ability to have a choice of what you do, when you do it, when you come in, when you leave, without any negative uh, repercussion. For me, I was somebody that I consider relatively slow in uh, picking up on uh, my social contacts or uh, Bringing myself out, it took me time to... I've done so many things now over time, uh, but uh, one of the things I do is uh, I help uh, with training. People come to uh, Progress Place, we're one of 12 training bases throughout uh, the world, and I've helped with... Uh, we do two- to three-week intensive uh, training courses so that people from other clubhouses in the world can go back. And it, it's just a renewal of um, what the standards mean, but also they get great ideas. They, we often get ideas from those clubhouses. Now, this is something that took three years for a staff member once in a blue moon asking me about And then I finally said, "Okay, I have the time. I will do this now. I've been with it for eight years, but it took three years for me to get there. For another person, they might have jumped on it. But I never felt like I was um, being looked down on for not trying it until I was ready, that you just don't feel that there. It's It's a place where you have the choice and by doing it on my own time, I felt no anxiety. Well, I had anxiety, but I uh, felt far less anxiety than I would have if I'd uh, felt pressure and started it years before. And I might not have stayed at it. Um, yeah, I, it's amazing after this many years to see people that I once knew myself included and how we are today. And uh, it's really quite an amazing change
3: yeah i um just to add personally in my experiences when I first joined um, and I learned it was voluntary that was great because um when I first joined my confidence uh, was really shattered um, um, and uh, i was um, I wasn't in the best place, but uh you just uh, you know I've, it's been almost a year for me, and now i've slowly Kind of got it more and more involved. So the, the, the this model definitely works. Um, uh, it takes time. Everyone's different, and it's taken me some time to to get into it. Um, but the voluntary nature is uh, great.
2: Um, you sorry, I have to ask you. Did you feel pressure to do anything? I I know they must have asked you to do things,
3: but um, not no. It was. Um, I just remember it was this, uh, on on the first floor. It was, um, you know, here are things that we have to do this afternoon. And uh, for me personally, I I wanted to get involved, so I I think my first or my second day, I said, okay, I'll do that. And then once I um, started getting used to volunteering for various jobs, um, then I started getting into RTT, which I didn't see coming. And now I do a lot of work with our, our so um, yeah, it's definitely worked for me. I like the the way it's set up, uh, the way Progress Place has this uh, voluntary aspect. Um, you you uh, some days you're just not you you don't want to do too much, and that's fine. But I I like to do a, a little something, anyways.
2: I will just finish up by saying you hit on something. It's funny uh, the trek you take sometimes uh, until you find something that really hits you, that you enjoy. For you, it's RT&T. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like, for me, it's any kind of training, anything that will help people to understand what we do. um, That's what hit me, and ever since, it's like, training, yeah, I'll do that all different types, but uh, it took a long time until I found out that was something I was good at and I liked
3: yeah. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. For me, I didn't see myself doing um, scripts or editing or even doing interviews. I did, I did never done anything like this before. So for me, <laughs> it's has great. You're pretty good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, if you're just joining us, we're listening to an interview with Chris, the Executive Director of Progress Place, which is a mental health recovery centre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, as well as Stephen, a longtime member of Progress Place.
1: And we just heard Stephen and the interviewer, Mark, sharing their personal experiences about how getting involved in the work that keeps Progress Place moving has impacted them, and how the Clubhouse model has given them confidence and helped to pave the way for their separate journeys of mental health recovery. Let's listen back in. Here's Mark.
3: Um, Anyways, I'll I'll move on to the next question. Um, It seems that members and not just staff have a significant impact on how the clubhouse is shaped. Uh, Can you talk about the roles of members and staff and how they can be similar as well as different?
5: Maybe I'll I'll chime in here. So part of the staff role is in establishing like rapport with members. Uh, The best way to do that is to get to know a member's strengths and talents. And that's the way we try to engage members to participate in the day-to-day functions of the clubhouse. And I believe it's a way that... Members are encouraged to voice their opinions and, you know, really lend to the day-to-day operation, which essentially I think is quite empowering for members and inspirational for staff because together you come in and you're not quite sure how things will look as you're progressing throughout the day. But then when you take a look at the end of the day, what the accomplishments have been I, I believe that I'm accurate in saying that both parties feel quite um proud of the accomplishments.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um I, I just was gonna add that uh um when I first joined, I was very I guess not shy necessarily, I'm perhaps a bit shy, but kind of reluctant. And uh it's it just the freedom that uh that I had and and that I did uh, get the confidence and I've had you know I have made a fair bit of progress in in the um in the uh, last year and members have and uh, staff have really helped me and, and encouraged me um to you know to get more involved especially with our TNT.
4: If it's okay for me to talk about just my experience working with you Mark um it's it was um great to be able to just notice how strong you were at components regarding like uh, research and questions. There was a lot of drive there. And so with that, it added a lot of, um, you know, it, um, I felt, we felt confident, you know, being able to lean on you for certain uh, components of the production uh, with uh, RTNT. And so, you know, that really um, is reassuring for the team, right? Being able to do that and then, also hopefully you you felt the same way being a part of this team um, building to a point where um, you know every month we're producing this show and um, we're able to kind of keep this going um, and um, you know just being able to realize I guess the strength within you about how much you can do and provide for the clubhouse uh, not to mention RTT
3: yeah I appreciate you mentioning that yeah it's, it's it works both ways um uh, i i I put in and help out and that makes me feel good and and then you guys like uh, like what i I've, I've, my contributions and yeah we both develop a, a stronger relationship. Um, that's yeah I think that's very good.
2: yeah, you know, uh staff being generalists is one of the greatest things for members because it gives us an opportunity we may. Have a mental illness, but you know a lot of us, like myself uh did a lot of uh, amazing things got sick, couldn't do the the jobs anymore, but we still have plenty of talent uh, to to offer and at progress place what's God one of the biggest ego boosters self confidence boosters. Is to be able to help a staff member uh, because you have a talent or a skill that a staff member does not. And man, when a staff member thinks you, believe me, they're they're genuine. And when they get that, it's it's one thing from a member, and that's great. It's everybody loves a compliment, but uh, to be thanked by a staff member, there's, there's something very cool about that because
3: it's, it's real. Yeah, I totally, I completely agree. Um, I guess we'd move on to the next question. Uh, Progress Place and clubhouses around the world all have what's called a transitional employment program. Uh, why is it important for clubhouses to have an employment program? So
5: Clubhouses tend to have a continuum of employment opportunities, and they you don't have to kind of follow them in any particular order. I guess it depends on what you know someone's goals or you know what what people are really wanting to do. Um, some of the options we have are group employment placements, which tend to be more supportive. The transitional employment, you know, we, Progress Place finds jobs in the community that um, the employment partner would be Progress Places. For example, it could be Deloitte. It could be Winners, uh, various banks, insurance companies. So we source the job out and find a job, typically an entry-level position. And the the reason we look for entry-level is there are so many different components to, you know, ensuring that people are successful on the job and not worrying about the the day-to-day actual job functions is something that, you know, if it's entry-level, people won't have to worry about but it's all the other aspects that people have to adapt to, such as getting up, having a regular routine, getting to work, um, interacting with your colleagues, your coworkers, your supervisor. It's all of those functions that tend to be a little more stressful than the the day-to-day functions of the job, actually. So the staff find the job. we, We carve out the job. So then we would you know, advertise the job internally at the clubhouse and ask people if they're interested. We would take people out to see the job. And if people are interested in the job, then they get to try it. And the jobs are typically six to nine months. They are part-time. People are paid to the prevailing rate of pay that anyone else would get doing that job. And then they're able to come off and try another job or go out to... Go to school or go to supported employment, but the the goal is that they can start to build rebuild a resume if that's what they're wanting to do. Um, so it is fairly supportive, and if people decide that the job is not something that they really expected, it doesn't meet their expectations, then they can come off the job, and it's not looked upon as you know a bad thing. It's looked upon as an experience and then what's next for the person? So the other two components that I'll just briefly mention is that we have something called supported employment and independent employment. So the clubhouse, again, would try and support people depending on where they wanna go and help with job, resume, writing, uh, mock interviews, job search, uh, we could even help a common, you know— negotiate accommodation if needed. So we we just try to be there for whatever the member is really wanting in terms of a job at oh, all. Well.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to briefly add that my personal experience was um, I did um, get employment through Progress Place and uh, unfortunately I was only there for two months because, uh, because of the pandemic, um, they had to let me go. But it was great because of the first two weeks I started to regain my confidence and by the third week, everything was really going well i mean they people at the uh, the company liked me a lot. I was very happy i was had regained a lot of my confidence um, prior to that, I had uh, four jobs and two were terminations and the other two I had to resign because of uh, mental health uh, issues um, but uh, I think this the employment program for me is absolutely brilliant um the way that you can you can decide where you're at personally and well, where you want to go as far as the different um, strata of employment I for me I, I just love the support that I have and that, and that in itself gives me a, a, a fair bit of confidence you know I the, the, they're going to be patient you know I can I can I don't have to get this all right away uh, anxiety is a big issue for me but uh, anyways um,
2: that's fantastic I didn't know you got a chance to check that out I I uh, I'm now retired. I have uh, physical problems now. But I went, I did uh, five jobs. And the first one, yeah, it, it's funny, the hairs of my arms are standing up. You're describing very much what happened to me. Um, that, I actually <laughs> tried to pull out at the last minute because I thought, I can't do this, can't do this. It was a, a mail clerk job, a big, huge law firm, actually. Biggest one at the time in Canada. And uh, I loved the people the first day. By the first week, I was uh, enjoying the job so much. I felt like I'd been there forever. But there was one thing about this. This was a transitional job, one that uh, lasted six months. And then I would uh, the next member would come in. And my gosh. When I first started the job, these jobs uh, actually have a manager, staff manager, might not be your contact person or even someone on your same unit, but they have a manager. And At first I said, I don't need to see you every week because the, the staff member that's manager of that job, that knows that job, comes in once a week to see how you're doing for 15 minutes or so uh, talks to your manager and make sure everything's going fine. And what was great about that was I used to worry, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Do, you know, um, this way I knew every week if there was a problem, it would have come up and it never did. But that first job, man, uh, changed everything. I had to change my schedule of going to bed and waking up cause it was a morning job. Um, I had to get the clothes together. It even changed my posture walking into the, the Scotia Tower downtown and seeing everybody going to their jobs. Uh, it was just absolutely amazing. It was funny, was I had been away from Progress Place for a number of years, and that because I had a full-time job. That well, that was crazy. Um, and I didn't ask for support from Progress Place, stupidly, but when I came back, I was so tired of working, I just said, I'm never working again. Never. Mm-hmm. And within a year, I had started that job, and I mm-hmm. had continual work for the most part of the next six years. And I went through all of the types of employment, <laughs> except that I did them backwards. Well, not backwards. I did uh, individual first, but not asking for support. Then I went on to transitional two jobs, and I went on to a supported one, which meant I didn't have to do the job exactly the same uh, all the time. I could change it if I wanted, because this was a position that was mine uh, for as long as it lasted. And it lasted for six months, and the company rehired me for another position for another year and a half. And... uh then I did a smaller job at the end when I knew I wasn't going to be able to work much longer. That was that Winners. And it was the most fun job I ever had in my life. Long-winded, but
3: yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, and we have uh, one last question. Um, in the last 10 years, 10 plus years, Uh, And with the addition of COVID-19, there has been a huge increase in mental health uh, diagnoses. Uh, It seems there is a need um, for clubhouses now more than ever. Um, How have clubhouses adapted in order to help take on the increase in demand for mental health services? Chris? Yeah, thank
5: you for that question all I can say is um, maybe I can use the most uh, recent example that I I was looking at some stats and noticing that the young adults that come into our program usually come and go within a year. And with, with that quick, you know, we've been kind of following this trend for the last few years. And I think, There's several reasons that that's happening. One is, you know, you talked about Mark, how there is an increase in um, mental health demands. And I think that, you know, the stigma is lessening. I mean, I feel like it still has a long way to go, but um, there is less stigma towards mental health and it's being talked about more and people are a little more comfortable trying to get some support around it. And the clubhouse, does have a lot of different opportunities and because people can come and go throughout the program depending on what their goals are we don't typically have a lot of like we don't have a wait list we um, do I mean we could always use additional employment opportunities but there are lots of other opportunities while people may be waiting for an employment position so I feel like there's a lot of fluidity throughout the program people are coming and going and I think COVID-19 is another perfect example so when COVID hit clubhouses like everybody had to very quickly pivot and transition what you know services and programs were being offered so we very quickly reached out to our membership to find out you know if the doors of the clubhouse had to close like what is really important for you to make sure that you continue to receive from Progress Place. And people had said that, you know, food food security was an area. People said, you know, ensuring that there is some type of connection, um, ability to have members and staff interacting. So we were able to ensure that staff started doing extensive outreach calls and also in reviewing the statistics we noticed that our phone calls have increased by 400% throughout COVID because, you know, rather than having so many members on site, the staff obviously had more time, so they were reaching out. And the length of calls, for example, doubled in length because staff did have more time to spend with members on the phone and, you know, were able to support with resources or whatever it was that, you know, people were wanting during the phone call um, and virtual support was another area that everyone was able to check out and I'm, I'm just so proud of you know the progress members and staff for being able to adapt and transition and keep things alive as much as possible I mean the podcast is another example even though the doors were closed members and staff were working on ensuring that we had a topic that we were covering and that things were being done virtually and people were being interviewed via Zoom and um, by the telephone. So lots of different transitional kinds of processes, but keeping things alive so that support essentially was
3: available. Um, Is there anything else um, you'd like to add, Uh, Chris, um, Stephen?
2: Yeah. Now that uh, the subject is brought up, has been brought up. I am uh, the clubhouse is now open, but for very uh, only for a very small number of what would normally be there. And I am what I generally can do um, is are things that can be done over the phone. So I don't take up six feet of room at Progress Place, and haven't been there since. It closed down in March, but I have needed the numerous phone calls that I've uh, gotten. I have needed the work that I've gotten, such as this podcast. And when it was funny, when um, the clubhouse did finally reopen, it was my mom's birthday, I think, July 20th. Around that time, I had said to my, uh, contact mental health care worker that she need not call me. I understood that they were busy for a few weeks. I had been working on another project with another staff member and said the same thing because I knew that that would take up their time. And so it was about three weeks before I received another phone call and it was funny. Um, in retrospect, but I found the third week uh, difficult. I didn't fall into any depression or anything, but I was itching to do something, and I really understood that it's a bloody lousy day when you get up and you can do stuff, but you're not adding to anybody else's life but yours. Uh, There's something about working with a group and accomplishing something, and I was missing out on that. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, be careful what you wish for. Bam! And it was like three, four, five, uh, what I call meetings on the phone, sometimes a week for the last month or so. And I've never been happier. <laughs> I love working. And uh, the ability of Progress Place to still be part of my life, even though I have not seen faces for six months or uh, technically been to the building, I feel just seriously just as close, and uh, without the contact, I don't only want to think about it. So thank you.
3: Thank you. Yeah, um, I agree. I I can tell you that I I've been to Progress Place um, in the last uh, month, maybe uh, two or three times, and uh, I can tell you the first time I came back, it was such a good feeling.
2: I'll probably cry.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it could could happen. <laughs> yeah.
2: To
5: add though, that I think it's like it takes a special talent. I think to be able to work. From the phone I mean we've all adapted so well to computers virtually through zoom connections um, and Stephen, regardless of the lack of having computer access you've kept up with everything and you did not let any of uh, the lack of technology and in, stand in your way and you've been so helpful with all, so many of the committees and me, we were talking about. So um, it is a great example of how, you know, just ensuring that you find the right match and someone's interest and strength and being able to tap all of that um, together um, usually works for both both ends. Like we're, we're pleased as punch. And it's good to hear that you are as well.
2: But I, I, I just have to say, um, I've done other Zoom calls for other reasons, and uh, you guys are the best at inclusiveness, remembering that I can't see. Uh, of course, I have a difficulty hearing anyway, so you're kind of used to <laughs> making sure that I can hear the conversation. But nah, it's been easy, and thank you
3: phenomenal. I just want to thank both of you, Chris and Stephen, for taking the time uh, for this interview.
5: Thanks so much, Mark and Richard, for having us. And thanks, Stephen. Always a pleasure working with you.
2: And I've enjoyed it tremendously. And Mark, it has been great to meet you.
3: Yes, I'm sure we'll hook up uh, sometime in the future.
2: I'm pretty sure of that too. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's so perfect. Um, I love the last bit where they were talking about meeting up. That's a perfect representation of the clubhouse model in action. You get involved in the work of the clubhouse, make some social connections and eventually become part of a community. Meet up with people, build confidence, build connection. That was so wonderful.
1: It was so fascinating listening to the interview. And I have a personal connection to that last bit too. I feel like I've met Mark and I have, but only in Zoom meetings. We haven't actually met in person, but because of our online progress place activities, I feel like we're already friends.
0: For you, Marin, was there anything that, you know, like in particular really spoke to you from that interview?
1: I feel like I really connected to Steven. His story really had an impact on me as someone who's a newer member of the clubhouse. It gave me a sense of hope in terms of my own involvement, and it made me feel excited, not just about those connections, but also about the work that he's been able to be a part of, and that if I can get involved in a meaningful work like that as well, that would be just so rewarding for me.
0: Yeah, and I think for you and any member of Progress Place, really, opportunities like that are always available, and I'm, I'm so excited to see you get more involved.
1: Well, this has all been really great and exciting, and I hope is also able to create conversations outside Progress Place about the Clubhouse model and how important it is to be contributing to a community. I think we all wanna be able to contribute and doing so has such a positive impact. I feel like it's really common for people living with mental illness to feel like they have very little value or self-worth. So something as simple as making lunch for other people can have such an impact. I remember my first time back here, back in July. I helped make sandwiches. And after I was finished, I sat down with everyone for lunch. And I looked around and saw everyone eating what I had worked on. And I thought, oh, this is just so cool. Being able to contribute to other people's days can just have such a positive impact.
0: I, I remember that day. And, you know, it was so great to have you here and see you getting involved. And I'm so happy to hear that you were able to leave feeling so positive. Me too. Well, I guess this seems like a good time to provide our listeners with some information. What do you think? Sure.
1: So if you're in Toronto and are interested in finding out a bit more about Progress Place, you can always go to our website at www.progressplace.org. And if you're looking to find out about clubhouses around the world, you can visit www.clubhouse-intl.org. For those that are interested in becoming a member, give us a call at Progress Place at 416-323-0223, and we can start that process. And for those interested in becoming a partner, whether that's a donor or an employment partner or anything else, visit our webpage and click on the Become a Partner section. I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, I think all the information that anyone could be looking for, you can find online at progressplace.org. So yeah, that, that's perfect.
1: Thanks everyone for listening to our special World Mental Health Day episode of RTNT. We hope that everyone is staying healthy and safe, and we look forward to seeing you next month. Bye for now.